Welcome to the Breaking the Stars podcast, where we teach you how to get high paying jobs in tech in less than 12 months. I don't care what anybody tells you. There's no such thing as a self-made person. It does not have to be lonely at the top. You cannot climb Everest alone and nothing gets done without relationships. If you are feeling alone and you want to break into tech with other people like you, make sure you download the Career Karma app so we don't just help you become a software engineer in less than 12 months, but we give you a group of people that have done this before that will hold you down for life. Today's podcast episode is featuring a squad, and a squad is a a feature inside of Career Karma that gives you an accountability system that gives you the motivation and the discipline and support and the mentorship to make sure that you finish what you decided to start. This group is called the FFT Squad. They were one of the original squads inside of Career Karma. And if you are looking for a squad yourself, make sure you go to the community tab inside of Career Karma so you could either join a squad like Moms Who Code Squad or the Parents, Dads Who Code Squad or the Vets Who Code Squad, or you could start your own. Uh, this is a really powerful episode. It's an emotional episode. It's a it's a trying episode, but it also gives you all kinds of perspectives, not just from people that were in your same position, uh, lost, not knowing what they were going to do, uh, but they also got accepted inside of different boot camps. So you're going to hear a perspective about people that are inside of Thinkful, Lambda School, Flatiron School, all at the same time. And it's a, it's a very new format for us. So if you like this format, please let us know. Uh, we really appreciate feedback. So either leave a review on iTunes, uh, like our Facebook page, join our, our, our Breaking Stars community on Facebook, or you can tweet the individuals who shout out their Twitter names. You can email Ruben, Archer, or Timor at BreakingInTheStars.com. And overall, you know, this this is this is this is for you. So if you want to hear other things, please let us know. And without further ado, let's break in. Growing up, we're told that in order to be successful, you need to be a banker, a doctor, or a lawyer. That's what the gatekeepers want you to think. But we're part of something bigger. We're part of a technological revolution. Either you're at the table or on the table. Get in the end. Turn next. Yo, 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 this is Ruben Harris. I'm here with the homies, Arthur and Timor Meister. And this is the Breaking Stars podcast. Timor, can you please tell the people what we're doing today? Yeah, so today we have a very special day. We have our community members from Career Karma on a Zoom call coming from all over the country. We got Atlanta in the building. We got Bay Area in the building. We used to have Philly in the building. Now Philly moved to Atlanta. And it's just a very special moment because a lot of them have been listening to the podcast. Then they joined Career Karma and now they're helping people behind them get to where they are today. So Ruben, do you want to introduce the people on the call? Yeah, man. I'm really excited about this episode. This is the first time we've ever talked about Career Karma on the podcast. For the people that don't know, Career Karma is a company that we started that we just got out of Y Combinator. And very simply, what Career Karma does is we match people to the right coding boot camps and give them support for the rest of their careers. We're going to talk a lot deeper about that later on, but the people on this call joined Career Karma before we even had an app. I mean, it's really exciting for us. And before going deep into everything that they've been doing, I think it's important to start off by just saying, welcome, FFT Squad. Welcome, everyone. Hi, everybody. 
Awesome, awesome. So Melanie. FFT squad, stand up. And the building, and the building. <laughs> What's going on? And so Melanie, who's here in the Bay, is the, is the mastermind, the person who birthed this idea in her head before squads even existed in Career Karma. We were just focused on individuals. So you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you heard about Career Karma, why you joined, and then why you took it to the next level with this squad. Hey, everybody. So where can I begin? I definitely say Career Karma, they came to me through actually Instagram. I got this message and I thought it was you know a total scam. <laughs> just finished my MBA. I think I was actually maybe, no, I just finished. And I was like, this message, now this is a scam. I'm not going this route. I'm going back to school for my CS degree to compliment the MBA I just got. And I decided to just download it and see how it was going. And then I, um, all the three of them, you know, being MBA minded, I did a full background check on them as much as I could. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This is really awesome. This is great. Something that they're building. So I decided to put my trust in them, got on the, the app. And the crazy thing about it was the beginning of 2019. I had a job that I wasn't passionate about it. It paid a lot of money, but I didn't care. And I knew that I wanted to jump into tech for a reason. So I quit that job, still putting my trust in these three guys on this call. Like, I want to join this boot camp. It may take me nine months to do it, but I know what my long-term vision is. So I'm putting trust here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was number one. And then as I'm preparing for my boot camp, I noticed that because I, I was, you know, full of confidence. You know, I just got an MBA. I can do this. This is nothing. Mm-hmm. Full of confidence. And I realized... <laughs> how hard coding is firsthand. And it was, it came at me hard. It was like a smack in the face. Like I need help. Yeah. yeah. And I'm definitely a person who doesn't reach out for help at all. Yeah. So I was like, what do I do? So I started, you know, contacting Ruben and Arthur and Timor. I'm like, look, I will even get you a grant if you get someone to tutor me through this whole thing, ride me through I don't know what to do. I'm just frustrated. Yeah. So that's where that idea was born that maybe you should just, you know, find a squad, form a team. You know, that's what the app is for. There's so many people here to help you along that way. Yeah. So yeah. I did that. We formed, we lost members, we gained members, but FFT came out of that. And it's been an awesome journey with all of the people on this call, honestly, because what? I bring strengths, they bring strengths. My weaknesses. I rely on them heavily for and vice versa. So it's amazing. And I'm so glad to have you guys all here. And it's, I know this is just the beginning and we have some amazing things coming. We're not going to tell you guys about it yet, but we do. But yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. awesome, Melanie. And for the people who are listening right now and you might be driving or you might be just hearing, there are actually nine other people on this Zoom call, right? And these nine people are part of a group, part of a squad called FFT. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what does FFT stand for? Well, okay. FFT stands for fan fucking tastic. <laughs> and the reason we have that name is because FFT, we are a squad that, you know, we're accountable for everyone. So it's like, if you're not fan fucking tastic and everything you're doing, there's a problem. We need to go ahead and reevaluate what we're doing and fix that. It's definitely one of those names that are, it's catchy, but it's also, it's a morale booster, you know, to be fan-fucking-tastic. So yeah, yeah. that's what it means. And I think what's interesting about the squad is not that you all are just, not just across the nation and in different locations, but you all are also in different boot camps as well. I remember when you first reached out to me, you know, there's over a thousand boot camp programs in the U.S., 80% of them focus on computer science. 
and you were interested in like a bunch of different programs, and then you finally ended up choosing a bootcamp that we're going to talk about in a second. How does it work with you all, you know, being in different schools and things like that? And, you know, you guys have mottos and and bylaws and talk a little bit about how you started thinking about putting this group together. I think it surprisingly works well having members in different boot camps because everyone brings something else to the table, you know, and with our team, we're not just a team here for the boot camp. We're here for the long run. So we know that we're taking strengths from each of those boot camps and we're going to be able to utilize and leverage that as soon as we're done. Yes. Yeah, it's similar to how Timor and I went to separate boot camps. And then once we graduated, we just like taught each other like back end, front end, whatever the missing spots were, we just helped fill in those blind spots. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first started hearing about squads, I think what you guys were in Hack Reaction App Academy, they decided not to go to the same boot camp so they can exchange like not just after, but yeah. even during the program, you could share each other's curriculum. Yeah. And then when I first started seeing FFT Squad, it reminded me of me, Archer, and Timor, mm-hmm. where like we live in this super expensive city, but we've been able to survive through a lot of ups and downs. And you all are really pushing through a lot of ups and downs. We've known each other for like, what, six, seven years now. Yeah. And you all are going to do the same as well. So yeah. I think that's awesome what you all are doing. Let's meet the rest of the squad. Yeah. Who else is in the squad? Let's see. Who wants to go first? Greg, go first. What's up? What's up? What's up, people? This is Greg Jordan, a.k.a. Papa Smurf, hey. the wise one, the CTO, <laughs> sitting in the background, just listening, watching and learning. I hail from Philly, but I moved out to ATL. I moved out to Stone Mountain, Georgia. I moved to be near my squad so I can so we can solidify the thing that we created so we can solidify ties with my extended family. Mm-hmm. Just so, you know, I can have that support and that strength. And, mm-hmm. and thus far. That's what they've been for me. So, you know, I, I think I made a great move. Amazing. Awesome. Amazing. We're going to go deeper to your story next. Fly Ty, what's good? What's going on, everybody? Yeah. FFT Squad's in the building. It's been an amazing journey. I don't know if we want to give all the stories and everything right now. I'm thinking we're going to save that and for the question and the stuff like that. But originally from New York, I'm down here in Atlanta, and we're just doing amazing things, man. We're kicking it off with the Atlanta crew right now. we got a lot of big things planned uh, for the future and we couldn't i don't think this is possible without career karma so let's just start it off right there we're gonna throw you guys a shout out you know what i'm saying Um, and i don't think that i look at career karma as the assist you know what i'm saying to it assisted you know like basketball gave Mm -hmm. us the assist to fft but you guys are gonna there's gonna be credit that you guys gonna necessarily get because when you're creating I don't know her name off the top of my head, but the girl who was on the podcast, who's at Mail Chimps and oh, stuff Iris. like that. And, yeah. Right. Shout out to her. Right. And I'm sure she's helping people out on their journey. Right. Yeah, or, mm-hmm. or she's doing something. So all those are career karma assists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? That's when the FFT, karma, yeah. Right. When FFT starts to help other people out, or we are helping other people out, creating other squads. And these other squads are going to help other people out along their journey. All that is back in assist, coming back from career karma so you know yeah. i want to give a major shout out to you guys you appreciate know and, uh, appreciate it. i believe in what you guys are doing i'm glad that you guys are doing what you're doing and i yeah. think it went muted but definitely thank you for the shout out you know i think like now that fft is birthed in the squads we definitely see career karma as the league and i think that's a great segue into lizzie because you know lizzie we talk a lot about how we never forget about family and not only did lizzie join this fft family she brought on her own family in here who we're going <laughs> to do the intro next so Lizzie, tell them a little bit about yourself. The Atlanta's repping heavy hard, right? By the way, right now. <laughs> <laughs> ATL, we ATL all the way. But yeah, so 
My mama named me Elizabeth Early, but my friends call me Lady Boom, hey. a.k.a. Cold Killer, a.k.a. Miss Extra, a.k.a. Zaya Asalayana, a.k.a. Lizzie E. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's me. So if you hear any of those names, know it's me. But yeah, so actually my family has a whole story. Originally, I have four brothers. And so, well, it's four of us. We all have different ideas about what we wanted to do. We had a family plan. And so we were all supposed to go to school for a different engineering, but we'll get into that later. So it's just ironic that we ended up here now because I actually hadn't planned on doing this. This just kind of happened on a whim. I didn't really plan this at all. So we'll get into that later. But yeah, that's me from Atlanta representing. And I brought my brother into this with me, too. Okay. Tell us why you thought. Why did you invite your brother? Like, because you like you just joined Career Climber at that point. So what about the CK fam made you want to bring your brother on? You know what? I can't even take all the credit because I was doing the meetings. I was doing the Zoom calls and he saw me doing the Zoom calls and he saw me doing the prep work. And he would hear me giving all these. Well, he would hear me talking to you guys because y'all would call and we would talk. And then he would hear me on the Zoom calls and he was just like, Liz, what are you doing? (laughs) Because I had explained it before, but not like in detail. I was just kind of saying, by the way, oh, yeah, I'm doing this like coding camp or I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, really, what are you doing? And so when I sat down and explained it to him. He was like, oh, I want in. Like, I want in right now, immediately. And that's when I texted y'all and called y'all. I was like, my brother says he wants to do it too because it kind of falls into place with our family plan. We just, this yeah. part wasn't planned out for it to happen this way. Yeah. So it's yeah. actually, it's really cool. I love the family plan. Benny, what's, what's good? What's good, fam? <laughs> you know, man, this Ben Early, a.k.a. Benny Neutron 21, a.k.a. Benny Boom, hailing straight from the west side, the real west side of hey. the real Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? So, you know, yeah, to pick up what my sister was just saying, man, and you guys, I've told the story a couple of times, but yeah, I just overheard her talking. I think she was talking to you that day, Ruben. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Liz, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> and, and she was, you know, she gave me the whole rundown about it. And I was like, what the fuck you mean? And she, she was like, you know, this is how simple it is. This is how you get into it. This is the pathway. And for me, like, I was legit, and we'll get into it later, but I was legit going through like the most major life transition that I've had to date. And so it was just perfect timing for me. And the fact that it all aligned, like she said, with what our overall family goal is, you know, it was just perfect, man. And there was just no way that I was going to pass up an opportunity like that, man. Especially understanding that I was gaining skills that weren't just going to be able to get me a nice paying, comfortable job but that were going to allow me to actually pursue different avenues that I want to do as an entrepreneur later on uh, yeah. down the road. So it's definitely, you know, easily, easily a no brainer. Yes. For me. And, you know, I just hit the ground running and been running ever since. Bro. That's exactly right. I mean, the, the energy both of y'all bring to the table in addition to the FFT energy and the inspiration that everybody is getting from you all is amazing. So with that, Elise, what's good? <laughs> Hey everyone, my name is Elise Spain. I'm from the Bay Area. Uh oh. The West best coast. coast. <laughs> Off that. But just a little bit about me. Like I I set myself up on a four year plan to kind of go into physical therapy and I wasn't really ready to spend four years of my life without actually being in a program. And so, you know, I happened to come up on career karma in the most interesting way and ever since then it's been an amazing journey. So um, Yeah, Elise awesome. and I remember the night we met you, we were at Slack doing the Women Who Code event. And I think on the way out, you mentioned that you were working that night and you were, I, th- I saw you in the back, in the back of the room, like 
kind of being in and out because you were actually working that night at the event. And on the way out, you're like, do you guys have a recording or you're somewhat interested, but we just told you to download our app and get started. And funny how life works out. In your case, you didn't, this wasn't something you want, you jumped right into it, right? It took you some time to kind of come around too, right? It definitely did. When I first met you guys, I was literally running up and down the stairs to try to get a peek at the conference that was going on (laughs) upstairs and try not to get in trouble at the same time. But it definitely took me a little while. But once I realized that this was like, it was time to, you know, jump off the cliff, so to speak, Mm-hmm. I just had to hit the CK team up. And, you know, next thing I know, I had an interview with Ruben. And then I had was pushed to basically, you know, get the ball rolling. So I appreciate Amazing. y'all. Amazing. Appreciate you too. Now you got wings. Now you got a crew. Keisha. If you haven't seen Keisha's videos on Twitter, make sure you guys go check it out. See Rose Code. <laughs> and her blog, The Art of the Imposter, is amazing. <laughs> hey, guys. My name is Keisha Lake, but I much prefer you call me Rose. Roses are awesome. I do have thorns, so be careful. (laughs) (laughs) I got into tech because my friend was complaining about how her man could be making so much more money if he would just learn JavaScript. And I was like, well, how much more money? And she started talking and I was like, I'm Googling this shit. (laughs) I Googled it and a good friend of mine actually messaged me later on that week by coincidence, which I don't really believe in, but... She messaged me and was like, if you're going to do this, you need to check out Career Karma. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure they say they care, but they don't. And she was like, no, you don't understand. Timor be in my text messages all the (laughs) time. So I downloaded it and she wasn't lying. It's been amazing. You guys have been amazing. You've like held my hand and babysat me all the way through to boot camp. And I think for in terms of like how I met up with FFT, I really took the 21 day challenge very seriously. Mm-hmm. When y'all said to contact one person at your level and above your level every day, I did that. And I stayed in contact with those people. I didn't just send one message out. So I met most of FFT before I knew what FFT was. And my feelings were slick, kind of hurt when they formed up a whole squad. <laughs> me, you know, but then I found out that they, you know, they were just like, well, you friends with everybody we figured you were spoken for. Oh. So I threw a little hissy fit and I made sure (laughs) that I was where I needed to be. And just as much as I would not be where I am in boot camp without career karma, I would not be this far into boot camp without FFT. (laughs) They are my family for real. I love these people. Awesome. Awesome. LeVar. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's LeVar. You can also call me. I'm known on FFT squad as Wizard. I also go by Wizard Fingers for those, you know, listening, may, they know that name. But I just wanted to hail up Korea Karma and Ruben, because I know Ruben from church. Long time ago, <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> Known church for like a long time. But I was just looking, you know, into alternatives to, you know, going back to like college. I was looking for like a, a career, you know, that I actually like love doing. I like, I really love technology. And I've, you know, I've always like read and watched about developers and like just, you know, becoming a developer. And that's something I was like clueless about and just, I just thought it was like, you know, not possible or not that it wasn't not possible, but it was like a difficult thing to like start. Message Ruben in Instagram. He forwarded me to, to Timor 
And like, just like that, I'm in a boot camp pretty much. It's, it's exciting. Like, I'm glad I, I did this. And it's nice to like have some people that are doing the same thing. And I can't wait to see what we have, you know, what else we're going to like form in the future. Exactly. Sure. This is just the beginning. And Fern. All right. Yeah. This is just the beginning. Fern, can you hear us? Hey, Jennifer. Hey, do you want to go next? Save the best for last. Oh, hey, yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. sorry, I'm kind of in transition right now. We're driving, but but I had to, you know, try and make it for my squad. So, well, let's see. I've had, it's been a journey of different, you know, different detours, I guess I would say, because I met Career Karma at, they did a workshop on one of the military installations. And and I kind of was going there for my daughter, shall we say, and and I thought I would be extremely bored. And so I was like prepared, you know, that, okay, I'm going to bring a book or, you know, do something and let her get the information she needs. But as the workshop kept going, you know, I became extremely interested and I, it was like I was hooked after that. And so from that moment, I was like researching and looking up everything. And yeah, it got me. And so... After that, I felt it almost felt like, you know, a huge like tornado storm. It like picked me up. And then I was on the calls with Timor and I talked to Ruben and everybody was helping me figure out what I wanted to do. And so I finally got into it and I did a few boot camp hopping, um, trying to figure out which one would best, you know, suit me. And, um, and so right now I landed with Code Platoon. And yeah, it's the best one for me right now. I'm in their self-paced program. And it's extremely helpful, especially since I have such a hectic life. I have six kids. Six. Mm-hmm. Shout out and, to <laughs> and so yeah, definitely a challenge. But it's always it's never boring. So That's so yeah, great. I'm glad that I have my MFP squad for me and that I, I never would have found them without Career Karma. And it was I think the first time I met them it was about a JavaScript tutorial when I was like, Yes, I need JavaScript tutorial <laughs> like yesterday. So I went there and I mean I just I didn't even expect to, for it to be anything, you know, permanent in yeah. a sense, because I I was in a few other study groups and it kind of just fell apart and nobody really got together. And, yeah. but everybody kept showing up yep. and, and we really clicked. And so, yeah, I, I'm just super, you know, I'm excited that I have a team such as mine. I, I went through a few, you know, like I said, bumps, I lost my grandmother and I kind of was just out of it for like a few weeks to a month and they kind of held me you know they held space for me they were there they supported me people reached out people didn't reach out and just let me be and it was awesome and you know I didn't I don't know you know I always tell them in the meetings I'm so glad to be back but that time it was just needed for me and for them to just be there the way that they were and give me the support and love I would forever be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, so that's my squad. Yeah, we're, we're forever grateful for you too. And like I said before in the beginning, this is a very different episode because we have multiple boot camps represented here. Some of that we've interviewed on the podcast. So there's Flatiron School, there's Lambda School, there's Co-Platoon, there's Thinkful. So you all have different perspectives from all of these different schools. You know, can you talk a little bit about, again, like the bylaws and the what's the motto? of FFT squad and like, what's the selection process? How, how do these things get formed? How do people join squads in career karma? I'll take on some of that. I'm pretty sure all of us want to take on a piece of that question. That was a lot you just asked. For me, I'm going to take on that model piece. And as we keep changing in this group, our model keeps changing. You'll hear us a lot on Twitter saying that like Velcro, 
because it's it's one of our sayings where it's like, if you fuck with us, you're stuck with us. <laughs> like this is more than just a nine month boot camp, six month, whatever you're doing. This is a for life thing. And another one that we added as we get closer is squat so hard that you can't tell the difference between a team and a family. Oh, that's what FFT Ooh. is. I like that one. I think that, but someone else can answer one of the other questions. Yeah. Before we talk about the bylaws, someone want to take a stab at explaining what is a squad? Like, because I, I think we're familiar with it. People in career karma are familiarizing themselves because it's a, it's a new phenomenon. But someone want to take a stab at explaining to the listeners what, what is a squad? Uh, I'll take a stab at this real fast. Actually, I'm going to combine it into both because I, I guess this kind of fits into like a, a bylaw as well. A squad is, is like, it's a team of people that are accountability partners, right? That's one of the bylaws too. It's just, it's, it's accountability. You know, we, we formed a team that's like everybody's accountable and everybody's going to slack off and everybody's going to have their days and everybody's going to, you know, this day's going to be hard in JavaScript or someone's, you know, learning CSS and all these kind of things or whatever. Or this person may not be able to make a meeting or make this meeting or whatever. But one thing that we do is we hold each other accountable. You know what I'm trying to say? And we form the bond that we form the friendship. And that's also part of that's also part of the squad. And it's and it's like minded people. It's like minded individuals. And even if you're not like minded in a sense of personal things like outside of goals and stuff, but we're goal oriented, but we all are striving towards similar goals. And I think that's what makes it work. And I think that's what forming a squad under CK should be based out of. It's people who should ha- who have similar alignment as far as um, goals and um, how to prep to meet those goals. You know what I'm trying to say? So I think that should be the basis or some kind of outlier, outliner for what a squad is or what you should be looking for when you're forming a squad. Yeah, no, I think that's a great overview. Back on to what Ty said, I feel like a squad is like some mastermind group, but maybe a little sexier. You know? <laughs> and I say that because prior to Career Karma, prior to Tech, prior to FFT, I was hunting down a mastermind group. Like, I wanted one so bad. People come up together. They don't come up by themselves. That's not how it works. It looks like it because you see one person at the top. You see one person's paycheck. People don't come up by themselves. So I think squads are also about, you know, not showing up so that you can leech something, but coming with resources to share. It's a group where there's shared resources, shared goals, you know, shared support, shared energy, you know. And so if you're if your idea of I want to start a squad is I want to come so these people can hold my hand while I go somewhere and you don't intend to bring something to that, then you're not, you know, that's not a squad. That's not what you yeah. want to do. You know what I'm saying? It's not a mastermind group. You're not looking to help support each other to get somewhere. Yep. I feel like if you're really thinking, I want to be in a squad, you have to be thinking, what do I bring to the table? And that might not be technical skills. You know what I'm saying? That might be something else that the group needs, but you have to be constantly thinking, what can I do for my squad? How do I contribute to all of us coming up? Yeah. I really me, just real quick. It's very short. Our squad is my life mantra. An old African proverb, each one teach one. Mm-hmm. That's it. Each one teach one. Mm-hmm. And I have family, but this is my family. <laughs> FFT is my family. Whether they like it or not, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I, bug, I bug them when I go through it and they're there for me. I bug them when I have successes and they're there for me. I bug them when I have doubts, they're there for me. Each one teach one. That's what it is. 
Teach one, teach one. And if you think in that kind of mind frame, then it won't never be about yourself. It'll always be about the next person in your squad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so each of you all like came, so it's, it's a little bit deeper than a than a mentor or even a mentee relationship. I like what Keisha brought up about like bringing something to the table. A lot of times when people are like, oh, I want a mentor, there's a lot of times they don't come in ready or they coming in just to take advice without like, you know, bringing anything to the table or any research. And so you guys are taking that to, to another level. Why did you all decide to do code? Because I mean, you all did form inside a career company, but what occupation were you all in before this? And like, what made you decide tech? Well, I, shoot, I'll step up and answer first. Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda <laughs> is, is what made me want to do tech. Mm-hmm. Bro. So before I got involved with career karma, started, you know, Lambda School and everything, like I had just, like I said earlier, come out of a just a major transition in life for me. And basically, you know, I was a full-time Uber driver, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, the timing of career karma and the timing of, you know, this was also at the height of what was like a three, four year depression state for me. So like it was really just a trying time mentally. And so just as I was coming out of that, I ended up getting a, a job. A friend of mine extended an opportunity to me. He actually is it's his company or whatever. He invited me to work at his company. But the amazing thing about it is the fact that I can actually start making money with his company, well, now our company, to now as I learn stuff through the boot camp. So I don't have to necessarily wait the entire 18 months because I'm part-time. I don't have to wait the entire 18 months before I can go and apply for a full-time gig somewhere that's going to pay me or whatever. Yeah. I can start, I can learn as I go and I can start making money with what I know as I go. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, so just taking what Greg said earlier, a step further, uh, each one teach one, but also when you get your gear, and to be able to establish a skill set that can allow you to have an overall impact in the way that you want to, you know, in whatever lane that fits you. That's what most drew me to this. And tech in general, like Liz was talking about earlier, our overall family goals that we got is really in that lane of having a large impact and understanding just how technology and how technology is the future of business and future of industry can have a huge impact on, you know, just a massive scale and wanting to just be a part of that new wave of the future. So that's what got me into it, basically. Yep. Anybody else? So, oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. You want to go? Yeah. So yeah, go the way I found Career Karma was I was just, I was by myself on Christmas Eve, just relaxing and enjoying my life, scrolling Instagram, minding my business. And I just happened to see a little, you know, advertisement and I clicked on it. I didn't think anything of it. I just clicked on it and I started getting little messages and I, I signed up. I think I signed up for like a consultation call or whatever it was at first, which I first had. And then I think like the next day or the second day after that, Ruben called me and I was like, who's this calling my phone? Like, what, what is this person? I don't know who this is. And I was like, oh, y'all serious? And then he was talking because I remember that the uh, advertisement said something like become a software engineer in less than a year. And I don't even think y'all even know I was already in school. I was in school for computer science, right? And so I had been in school for maybe like three years, but that's a whole other story. I hadn't gotten nowhere near where I wanted to be. And so when I saw the opportunity for this, I actually initially, sidetracked, initially I had planned on going to a boot camp maybe like a decade ago when they first started. But back then you had to have all this money. You had to move to San Francisco and to somewhere else to go to a boot camp. Mm -hmm. And you had to really know 
programming mostly already to get into the boot camp. And so I had planned on saving up like 20, 30 grand because that's how much you needed to move to San Francisco and afford to go to boot camp. You don't have no help. And I was just like, by the time I do all that, I might as well just go to school. So instead of waiting to save up the money, I just went back to school. So I had kind of given up on boot camps. Mm -hmm. So when I saw the advertisement to become a software engineer in a year or less, I was like, man, that's some BS. Like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't studying. I wasn't paying no attention. And then I talked to Ruben and then I talked to Timor. And then they convinced me to do the 21 day CK challenge that they were serious. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't a game. I did the challenge. I did everything Timor said do. I did. I started doing pre-course work. I was like, I don't remember none of this stuff. So how can I apply to boot camps if I don't know any of this stuff? And he was just like, just do the pre-course, just start on it and then just apply. And I did. And I ended up applying to like three different schools. and I got into all three and I was just like, oh, oh, I guess this is what we're doing. So I actually (laughs) had dropped out of school to go to the boot camp. Like I was supposed to register for my classes and start back this summer. And I was just like, nah, we're not doing that no more. (laughs) We're going to the boot camp. So I had no intention. So I didn't have no plan set up. I had no money saved up. I had no plans. So I'm just winging it at this Uh, point. No, it's, and it's, um, it's super, it's super, um, like amazing to see all of you coming together, especially since Ruben, Timor and I, like we had the idea for Career Karma last summer and we were like, well, let's build an app. And then we we're like, well, how are we going to find folks from non-traditional backgrounds to join our app, right? And we're kind of like a squad, like just like you are. And each of us has our own like strengths and focuses. And we we're like, well, let's build the iOS app. Like at that point, we didn't have an Android app. And we we're like, let's just put up a few videos of us touring some of the boot camps and see if people like click on an ad, right? We didn't even know if this was going to work. And Back then, I think back in November, we were like, well, let's just like put like $20 towards Instagram ads and Ruben will talk to every single person. <laughs> like that, it was literally like 60 calls a day. Yeah. No joke. Well, in, in the beginning, it was like three calls a day. Uh, in the beginning, that's yeah, true. Yeah. In the beginning, it was like three calls a day. And we're like, well, this is working. So let's <laughs> dial it up a little bit. And then Ruben's calendar became like 60 calls a day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was pretty insane. <laughs> At that point, we were like, well, this is kind of getting out of hand, but like, now we need to actually like create an onboarding flow for our app because we were back in telegram at the beginning we but- we actually had open houses before telegram we just like opened up our office in our which yeah. is essentially our house and just like one person showed up then it was like 10 then it was 60 and then we had to do phone calls because it was too many people in the building yeah and then it turned to telegram groups but i think it's amazing too that like nowadays like if it was five ten years ago what we're doing now wouldn't have been possible so i think like just the fact that boot camps allow folks to pay for them after they get a job through income sharing, the fact that there's Zoom now where people can meet online, yep. that it's actually relatively easy for bootcamp grads to create an app. Because before that, most of the ideas that were started were done by like big corporations or companies that saw a huge market. We just wanted to build something we wished we had when we were starting out to code. So I'm excited about you all because all of you have your own like expertise and like your own interests so once you all learn how to code you're going to recreate the same process we did with career karma on your own like and what benny was saying kind of pursue like the family entrepreneurship goals like it just it's going to be amazing to see what you all do yeah and i think like you know benny talked about wakanda and for the people that don't know that's a black panther reference <laughs> and when i think about wakanda you know there's this thing called vibranium that people in Wakanda know about. That's a really powerful thing that can even bring people back to life. But I think about that a lot like tech skills. And like the people in Wakanda are aware of these tech skills, but there's a lot of 
people that are black or that are unaware of these skills because this is for everybody and they want to know about vibranium. And so like, you know, now people are starting to discover what vibranium is, these tech skills and taking this power for themselves and like figuring out how to build agency. And, and it reminds me a little bit about a story that Greg told me when we first, I don't know if you'll let me tell the story of you when we first connected. Is, is it okay if I tell him a little bit about when we first connected, Greg? Go, go Listen, bro, there's no hiding in me. Go yeah, ahead. Talk I, about I, it. I remember our phone call and he, 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 had, he, he got disabled and I'm going to let him tell the story about him being disabled on the job and how he was just like looking for a way out. He was like, are you sure this is possible for me? And I was like, I'm telling you, there's this thing, there's these tech skills that could really like change your life, literally. Mm-hmm. And he was like, are you sure, bro? Like, I, I've, I've been through a lot. I'm in Philly. I got eight kids. Like, you know, I really, I'm different. I'm, I'm Muslim. Like, I want to bring other Muslims. If, if this really could change my life, I want to help my other people change my life. Because like, if this is for real, I'm going to bring other people with me. I was like, well, you're the type of people we're trying to help. So, you no, know, Greg, tell them a little bit about how you discovered tech skills of vibranium and and like <laughs> how you, why you decided to get into tech and what you were doing before. So. I don't believe nothing. I'm just going to be flat out. I don't believe anything. So when people come to me with things, they tell me stuff, I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I was working as a chef at a four diamond at a four diamond hotel and then on to a major hospital. I was doing okay. I was making maybe about 20 something dollars an hour, something like that, but I was working 100 hours a week. Wow. Um, Banker hours. So yeah, I was work- and then I got hurt. And when I got hurt, all of that stopped. Everything stopped. Like I got hurt. I was home, had to go back and forth to the doctor, yada, yada, yada. So it got determined that I wasn't, I couldn't go back to work. Then, you know, I was blessed. I was blessed to be able to have some kind of income while I was out of work. But while I was out of work, I was already thinking about the next step because I knew I did not want to go back to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I remembered, you know, that I used to work in tech before, but not in the aspect of software. I worked as a hardware technician and in telecommunications. But because of some very um, misunderstanding or non-understanding people, I'm going to leave it like that, I left that world and got into cooking, which is where I am now, where, which is where I was, which has led me to where I am now. I got a, a text. I think it was a, a DM. I got a DM. Career karma. Huh? <laughs> what? Career. What, what do you guys want? I mean, this is my mind frame. What do you guys want? You know, okay, well, we wanted to, we want to help you to get into tech. What? Really? <laughs> so before that, I had ran into some other guy who was holding classes, who he, he had this whole little thing where he was trying to get so many people to teach them how to code for and within a specific amount of time. So I, you know, not knowing much about coding itself, I joined up with him. I linked up with him and that was pretty decent. It was pretty cool. He had some skills and he was doing it. He was serious about it, but it was too slow. It wasn't, his time frame wasn't my time frame. So when Career Karma came along and I actually finally got a chance to talk to Ruben and I like questioned, I questioned Ruben. He, he grilled me hard. <laughs> like I questioned him to death. You know, he kept telling me the same things that I was saying. No, bro, no, 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 no listen, uh-uh, I'm not that person. I'm different. I'm not your regular person. I'm a Muslim. You know, I'm serious about my religion and I'm trying to make a way in. I got eight kids. I got a household on my back. You know, I I come from taking care of everything. How is this going to help me? And he pretty much said, you know, we'll help you. We'll we'll help you. We'll help you find where you need to be at. So I'm like, no, I don't have good. I don't have good credit. So how is this going to (laughs) work? I remember that. He put me in contact with somebody from the school. 
But when I looked up the person, he wasn't just somebody from the school. He was the CEO of the school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, okay, cool. You let me talk to the CEO. And I asked him and I told him flat out, listen, what kind of credit check you do? I don't have good credit. I'm not going to be able to do a whole, I can't take out no loan. I can't do none of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's against my religion. I can't take out a loan. I can't do it. So he pretty much said, don't worry about it. In a nutshell, his words was, don't worry about it. We, that, that's not really heavy. If we see that you want this and you're sincere about it, you'll be one of the ones that get it. And lo and behold, later on, I found out that they only accepted 5% of the people that apply for mm-hmm. the school. And I was one of the five P I was one of the five percent of the people that, that applied for the school and I got mm-hmm. in. Blessings. Yeah. Love Amazing. it. Man. Major, major blessing. But the blessing, I didn't realize that the blessing began when I met Career Karma. Appreciate and the it. blessing began when I actually had somebody that literally kind of hold my hand into stepping into understanding what coding was. Somebody that showed me that I can do this no matter who you are, what color you are, what race you are, what, what religion you are, you can do this. And career common that, that did it for me. So what led me into tech was the need to be able to move to the next level in my life because I figured I hit a wall with where I was. And not, not only did they help me find the next level, but they see, allow me to be able to see the potential that's out there. And then lo and behold, these guys come along. <laughs> all these other people, famous, famous and Benny Boom and, <laughs> Lady Extra. I'm just leaving. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think what's cool about all of you because I'm I'm looking at everyone's story and it looks like the common denominator, right? Is that you all took the risk, you all took the leap of faith because it does take a lot of courage to go against the go against the traditional path that's uh, that's kind of available to everyone. Which is if you want a better job, go to college, or like if you want to. Like if you want to achieve something, you got to follow the traditional path. And here you were, whether it was on Instagram or through a friend, someone told you about this and you could have easily just said, like, this is uh, too good to be true or this has got to be fake. And I'm just, I'm just going to walk away. But you already like opted yourself in to be part of career karma. And then when the opportunity came along to work together, even though you all might think it's a coincidence, but you all also like took the initiative to say, I want to be part of a group, right? And then you also took the initiative to show up. So, but the fact that you all are like here together, it's not a coincidence. You all are here because that's the type of people you are, right? You don't just give up. You, You don't just stay back. When you see a risk, you take it. I was going to ask you, so when it comes to being outside the comfort zone, because I think everyone can agree that being in a coding boot camp, you're outside your comfort zone. How does your squad help you in that environment? When you're outside your comfort zone, there's so much uncertainty. Especially so when you're down. Unknown. Yeah, especially when you're down. What is, how does your squad help you get over that? Well, I was one of the first ones that was in the boot camp out of the squad. And I panicked. I went in a spiral. I went through it. I cried. I hollered. I text. <laughs> I did everything. And anybody, everybody on this call would tell you, I bothered the crap out of them. <laughs> one day, one day, Ty talked me down off the cliff. I ain't even gonna hold you. I was ready to jump. Ty talked me down off the cliff. And it, I mean, they was there. They was there. Like, I really had some serious imposter syndrome. And I still do. But I'm cool with the imposter syndrome that I have now. Mm-hmm. What, what'd you tell them, Ty? 
Let me try to remember the conversation because we had many. Um, <laughs> from what I remember, I think it uh it was a sprint. I think he was doing a sprint challenge, right? Yes, sir. He was doing a sprint challenge. We normally call and check up on each other, right? I just happened to check up on him. I think, matter of fact, I think we both had sprints. I'm not exactly sure. And um, I called to check up on him, and he was just like, "Bro, yeah, like, 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 like." I could tell that it wasn't his day. Like there was something wrong or whatever. He told me that he pretty. I'm paraphrasing, but he basically he he pretty much said that he put his all into it, and it just he couldn't finish it. He couldn't complete it, and uh, he was pretty much ready to. I don't want to use the term give up, but uh, um, I'm going to use the term. I was ready to give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, he pretty much was willing to take the L for the day, pretty much, you know, and I was just like, we're here for a reason. You know what I'm trying to say? And yeah. he, it's funny how he brought up the 5% and the Lambda, the Lambda thing. Right. And I, I had brought that up to him. I said, uh, remember only 5% of the people, and this came from Lambda themselves, only 5%. And they said that, they got more applications for their computer science um, program, their full stack web development than Harvard did, right? This go around. And only 5% of the people that applied made it in. So I was like, yo, if you here, I'm here. And the people who are part of FFT, the ones who were already in, we're here for a reason. You know what I'm trying to say? And we have to remember the goal, the goal at hand. We all have family members. Some of us have kids. I have kids. You got kids. Me and him, it's funny because me and him connected before CK. He was a part of CK, but I wasn't a part of CK. Like how he just brought up how he was a part of um something else with another guy, Antoine.digital. I'm going to plug him in. He had some kind of coding thing going on. And his mission is to, is to help 2020 people learn how to code by 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's 2020 by 2020, right? Mm-hmm. I was a part of that as well. I started that in December of 2018. Greg was a part of that with me, right? Mm-hmm. And me and Greg was pretty much like the most active people on there. So one day, Greg, and I'm, I know I'm giving y'all a long story, but I'm no, giving y'all kind of like a backstory though. Yeah, um, no, it's great. So one day, Greg, we're, I think we're like, we're, we have, a, we created our own Slack. They have a Slack or whatever, right? So it's time for everybody to do their homework and stuff like that and their assignments and stuff. So one day when I'm in the, you know, the, the homework um, Slack channel, and this guy's posting up, I think we probably was in HTML and CSS, and this guy's posting up JavaScript problems and shit. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, he got, like, he got JavaScript and shit up. And I'm like, and so I seen somebody ask him a question, like, yeah, where, where'd you get these problems from or something like that? And he said, oh, um, from Lambda School. Now, it's funny because I had seen Lambda School, like, in their little ads on Facebook and, and Instagram and stuff like that. So... What I did was I hit him in a DM and then I was like, yo, what's up with the Lambda stuff or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And me and him, he basically gave me the breakdown of it and we hopped on a phone conversation and the rest was history. He yeah. com- he convinced me that Lambda kind of was like the right move and I kind of shot away from the program as well as he did that we were already in and we both joined Lambda. And then a conversation was about, yo, bro, how, what did you think about ATL? Should it, you know, how's the tech scene down there, blah, blah, blah. And I pretty much convinced him to come to Atlanta too. Got it. Yeah. So, so we, we started had a little ATL history. too. Yeah, we right, started we had a little ATL. history before that. <laughs> so pretty much the conversation was, I don't remember the whole conversation, but it pretty much was reminding him like what we're here for. Yeah. What's the goals for? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to say we're already underrepresented in this field and stuff like that. 
We no. didn't talk each other. We didn't gas each other before. You already, you already moved to Atlanta. I think he was in the process of moving to Atlanta. He wasn't even here yet, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm, I'm just giving him all these different things. And I say, yo, don't you got until, I, matter of fact, I think I want to say it was like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And I think he had until, I think his PM gave him to eight o'clock to finish it. I'm like, yo, bro, what the fuck you giving up for? You got like three more hours. Now I'm saying to bust it out. So yeah. I was like, yo, go on YouTube or some shit. I think I was like, yo, go on YouTube and, you know, try to figure out, you know, what you could figure out or whatever with the problem is or whatever. And then pretty much he was like, yo, bro, thank you for the conversation. I needed this or whatever. You know what? I'm going to get it done. And by the time we hung up the phone, you know, he assured me that he was going to go back and bust it out. And then I got a call, I think the same day, same night. And he said, yo, bro. I did it. it I knocked yeah. it out. He told yeah. me the process on how I did it. And then the rest was history after yeah. that. That's beautiful. I mean, Archer talks a lot about that inner talk. I mean, like a lot of, like we talk about this a lot too, just how contrary to popular belief, like a career transition is more psychological than technical. But Archer, can you talk a little bit about like managing psychology and just like mm-hmm. the inner game that you got to tell yourself, but also sometimes like the, the inner game that you give me whenever I'm doubting myself. Yeah. I mean, I think the imposter syndrome, and I had no idea what it was before I got to the coding bootcamp. Like, I think on week one, they told us what it was. And I was like, oh my God, like for the last six months of me learning to code, I've been feeling like I don't belong there. Like, it's not for me. I somehow slipped through the cracks and I ended up in this bootcamp, but they totally don't know that I'm actually like have no idea how this coding bootcamp thing works. But I think what was cool about bootcamp in itself is that they were they knew that their students were experiencing that and they told us that and they were like hey a lot of you in this room are feeling it don't worry that's okay like a lot of you will feel it for the next 12 months or maybe for the rest of your career but just know that it's okay and that you will eventually learn how to deal with it and you will become engineers like in spite of having this imposter syndrome and i think that's something that for the i think for the first time was kind of like almost like a, an enli- enlightenment in some way where I all of a sudden realize that, hey, this is a feeling. It's not who I am. This is just a feeling I'm experiencing and other people experience it as well. And you don't let the imposter syndrome stop you from getting to your goal. You have to, if you're having a bug, if you have an assignment you can figure out, find a way. Like there's, like don't let that voice in your head tell you that, hey, you're not made out for this or you don't, you don't belong here because that's all psychological. Like yeah. you all have what it takes. And the fact that you're this far along in the journey means that you absolutely have the skills and you have the ability to do it. Yeah. And I think Keisha, she just wrote something in the yeah. in the Career Karma blog, a line that jumped out to me the most, a bunch of lines. She's a, she's a writer. She has a background as a writer as well, <laughs> was um, imposter syndrome is like herpes. It keeps coming back. <laughs> um, so like, tell us a little bit more about imposter syndrome, Keisha. <laughs> Um, I knew he was going to bring that line up. <laughs> no, that line was fire. It's real. <laughs> it's real. It is real. It's real. Um, <laughs> it's a disease. Um, imposter syndrome is something that I'm really, really familiar with. It is embarrassing the number of hats I have worn over the course of my professional career. Just in general, I've been almost everything at this point or dabbled in almost everything. Imposter syndrome is just this idea that you tricked people into believing that you are capable of doing this, but you know <laughs> that you cannot do this. And it's, it's, when I say it's real, it is a really powerful feeling. And I can't tell you how many times I have sat in a room and looked at other people like, they really want to fucking be here. What am I doing in this classroom? What am I doing on this job? I mean, one of the things that I mentioned in the blog, but didn't really go into too much is that I'm a step parent. 
And as a step parent, you are an imposter every day. It does not like that does not fall off because no matter how much you love that kid, you did not push them out. Yep. So you don't belong here. You are trying to convince <laughs> that you do. And it's just the nature of the beast. But one of the things that I've learned, having been an imposter so many times, that really a better word for imposter is just beginner. Mm-hmm. Like you are just new to this mm-hmm. and it goes away if you stick at it. And I think a lot of times when people fall into something that's new and that's outside of their comfort zone, they leave before they can get comfortable. They quit before the imposter syndrome feeling goes away. And not only that, but they try to fake it. So you feel like an imposter and you try to pretend like you belong and you don't have to do that. Just be yourself. Yep. You know, one of the, the other things I put in the blog at the end is, you know, ask imposter questions like talk like an imposter, walk like an imposter. And eventually you won't be one anymore. You know, and before you know it, other people will be looking at you wondering why they don't belong. Yeah. Um, but you really have to stick at it. And um, even pointing to the question that you asked before about what the squad does when you're feeling low is they really, really give you a place to belong. Yeah. And they remind you that some of the feelings that you're feeling are just feelings and not facts. There was a day when all of my hats were falling off. Like my mom hat sucked and my wife hat sucked and my student hat sucked and my musician hat sucked. You know, and I told him, I said, even my hair don't look good today. And I remember Z was like, girl, if you don't put your hair on a ponytail, your daughter going to be tripping for the next four years anyway. If you don't go get your homework done, <laughs> you know, and it's a reminder that the feeling is there, but that's going to go away. It's part of the process. You know, you're yeah. going to feel like an imposter again. You will. You will. You're going to finish boot camp and you'll feel like an imposter when you're interviewing. And then you'll feel like an imposter your first day on the job. And then if they move you to a new department, you will feel like an imposter. Mm-hmm. And you'll feel like an imposter when you're the only pregnant chick on your job. And you'll mm-hmm. feel like you're an imposter when you're the only black person on your job. You'll feel like an imposter when your hair is brown instead of blue today. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it don't go away. <laughs> it is herpes. <laughs> exactly. It's going to keep coming back. Like, don't even don't even get comfortable being comfortable. Yeah. Just to the idea that. You're going to be an imposter for a little while. And that's OK. Yeah. And that's and that's you know what I mean? it's OK. Just don't be scared of it. If I could jump in real quick, I think that parallels nicely with just the overall concept of being a coder in general, because it's one of those professions where, you know, you are going to have shit that you just don't know the solution to right now. Like you have to go and you got to dig, and you got to figure it out. And you can get as frustrated and as annoyed and as, un, you know, just out of it as you want to be. But the, the problem is still going to be there at the end of the day if you haven't solved it. Mm-hmm. So it's about developing a certain level of mental toughness and mental endurance mm-hmm. that allows you to push through those harder times. And, you know, it translates from just, you know, a personal psychological phenomenon to actually a professional uh, advantage because you're no longer just you're no longer giving in to the negative thoughts. And anybody that's gone through depression like I have, like you understand, like the biggest turmoil is the the inner conversation like Ruben was talking about and how to navigate the negative thoughts that pop up literally left and right 24 hours a day. And so a part of developing that mental toughness is just being able to say, OK, well, just being mindful of what's actually going on inside your head, understanding the process that you're going through, understanding that it's a perfectly natural process to go through. And allowing yourself to just see through the muck, basically, and understand that this where I am right now isn't necessarily a definition of who I of who I am. 
it's just a, a momentary circumstance. And once I figure out step A, then I can draw a line from step A to step B, and you can walk from here, you can get from here across from Atlanta to California, just like that, yep. just from one step at a time. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, just the overall idea that, yeah, I might be frustrated, I might be down, I might be, yeah, I might be whatever. Yeah, this problem might be tough. Yeah, I might not have the resources. Yeah, I might not have a team, the proper team to work on it, whatever. The problem is going to persist. Yep. So you just got to figure out how the hell you're going to deal with it. Yep. And it's just deciding, like making up your mind that I am going to make it through. Yes, I am going to I am going to deal with this and I am going to come out, you know, better on the other side. And that's why they will pay you the big bucks in the long. Yeah, so I just yeah. had to take that. <laughs> no, I think that. Can I just add to I just want to add real keep quick. Going, going. Like to answer your earlier question about getting us out of your comfort zone. For one, I'm going to just keep it all the way real with y'all. This entire process is outside of my comfort zone. Like, <laughs> I am a super, super, super introvert, a super, super, super loner. I'm very, very internal. So even the fact that I just went out on a limb and just trusted Timor, Arthur, and uh, Ruben just because y'all felt like good people to even listen to y'all in the first place, to go to the Zoom calls. For one, that was way outside of my comfort zone. And then as far as the FFT squad, to be for real, all the way real. The only reason I joined FFT is because when Melanie put that post out on Twitter, I saw my brother respond to it. And being the <laughs> protective, I'm serious, of being the overprotective big sister that I am, I was like, now who the hell are these people that he about to go be in this group with? So, <laughs> Yo. so I joined the group just to see who these people were. And I ended up falling in love with all of these people. And they are helping me so much just to open up and just to be more of a communicator because I'm not like that. I don't call people. I don't text people. I don't Zoom. I damn, I don't Zoom people. Like, <laughs> I don't okay. You slide so people. I'm doing it with them. It's like super amazing. It got me all the way out of my comfort zone. It's making me a better all the way, just well-rounded person in general. I'm way better communicating now. I'm way more open now. Like I'm way, I'm just a whole different version of myself now. So I'm very grateful to CA and to FFT because y'all are really helping me just evolve as a, as a human being. Yeah, absolutely. And I second that motion because that shit is genetic. Boy, I am not this type <laughs> of dude, bro. Like legit. And I, I just had to explain to, you know, the squad like the last couple of weeks because I, you know, I have my moments where I have to literally just go and put myself in a cocoon and just do some self <laughs> Seriously, I have to do self-maintenance. Yep. And it's literally so that I can maintain my state of mind, basically. Yep. And so, you know, I had to explain that to the squad. Like, yo, I love y'all to death, but I am not like this is not naturally me. Like just being a part of a group because I am very much alone. And like all my siblings are like that. We all are very independent. We all are very much self-soothers and very much just. I got a thing. I'm going to do my thing. I see you doing your thing. Cool. I support you, but we're going to do our things individually, basically. Mm -hmm. And so to actually be a part of a group to begin with before even starting Lambda, like that by itself was both of us coming out of our, our comfort zones. Yeah. And so it's an extra stretch when you have that as the foundation and then you step into an environment where you now have to deal with imposter syndrome because you know this shit is actually difficult. <laughs> and it's people that the like light years ahead of ahead of you that are actually starting the program with you. Like with Lambda School, my cohort, we got actual people that have already gone through a CS major that have already been 
working professionally, and yet they somehow are finding value in a web dev course from Lambda School. So like that level of expertise that exists on the same level playing field, whereas I didn't see a line of code, <laughs> like, and I did, I just had never even bothered to look at the inspector tool on the browser before starting career Carver. Yeah. So I didn't understand none of this shit, dog. Yeah, and yeah. the fact think- that we are all on the same level now, like, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah. I also want to point out kind of like how special like this moment is as well. Cause like all of you here, like six months ago, 12 months ago, you guys didn't even know, like you weren't interested in, t- in coding. You didn't think that you could be, co- be building websites and apps. And I think we live in a very special time where we have the schools to help you guys get the skills. We have the companies who are looking to hire talented folks that know that have the skills and then we have the community here that's going to support each other until all of us make it into tech. And I truly think this is something that's going to start like this is going to turn into a huge movement. It already is a movement. But if you think about kind of our country and kind of where the skills are and where the education system is, we know that going to college is not going to be around for the next like 20, 30 years because those skills you learn in school are not going to be what the employers want. Or college and- will evolve. Yeah, to produce and more. Uh, the fact that you're all are learning from each other and supporting each other and almost like forcing each other to step out of your comfort zone, that's what true learning is. And I have no doubt in like 12 months, you're all going to be in jobs, then teaching the next generation of coders how to do the same. And then that's going to turn into millions of people who, are, who never even thought about doing tech before. Yeah, and before we go into the lightning round, because I know on the East Coast it's a little late, to go on Arthur's point about this moment being special. It reminds me of just like when he and I first met in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and like, I just thought he was cool. Mm -hmm. And like, he was like, you think I'm cool? I got a twin brother. He's cool. He's across the street. Let's go meet him. And then like, (laughs) we just didn't stop hanging out. And like how you all said, like you, a lot of you all didn't choose code. It chose you. Just like we didn't choose to create this business when we were in Atlanta. It just over time, it just, pulled us in that direction after doing interviews with hundreds of people that were like you, educators, leaders started coming to us and we're like, wow, everybody's talking about the future of work, but nobody's talking to the people about what they need. So let's run to the people like we've been our whole life and then get their voice in the picture. So I think before going to lightning round, you know, we get invited to a lot of these future of work conversations and they talk about things tops down, but what's your view on the future of education? Like there's a lot of parents on the call, like what are you going to tell your kids? What do you want them to do in the future? like for their careers? Let me take a stab at this first real fast. First off, I think that we need to look at, start looking at college um, models a little bit differently. And and, and I want to say this, especially for, for black people in particular, because I find us going to school for shit that puts you in debt and the career salary doesn't even get you out of debt. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 hustling backwards. That's what we call hustling backwards. What, what <laughs> right? And we keep doing this. You you know you're going to school, and I and I don't want to knock anyone's decision making or knock anyone, but we're going to school for shit that's broad, like business, like you know business. You know what I'm saying? That, that shit is so broad. Like there's no specificity to it. You know what I'm trying to say? Or people's just going to school for things that the salary just doesn't match and you're, and you're, and you're getting all these student loans and stuff like that. So th- that's one thing. And then another thing is that school isn't for everybody. And that's the college isn't for everybody. Let me say that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly fine. 
And, you know, I, I feel like people have been beating into these kids. Kids go to college, go to college and get a good job, get a good education, whatever. And the problem is the school systems that we have being brought up from young and then even colleges, we're not being taught any specific skill set. You know what I'm trying to say? That's the key is what skills are you learning growing up? These schools should be teaching you real estate growing up and all these different, they should be teaching you agriculture. They should be teaching you how to, coding should be taught in elementary, yep. literally. That, yep. that if every skill of the future should be taught in elementary school and going on up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? So with that being said, I, I see boot camps as being the future. And I think that boot camps are going to take off even further than what it is now to where colleges and schools will be forced to adopt coding programs mm-hmm. that will fast track. And I'm not even just talking about like CS programs. I'm talking about like fast track models, like mm-hmm. how boot camps are doing and how to get you to uh, be a software engineer or a data scientist or what have you. And I do see that being a future. And I think that the schools that don't adopt this in the future, I think that they will dissolve. I truly do. I don't I don't see the school system that we have of now and as of old being the future. I think that boot camps and other technical schools will will be more of the future. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If I could jump in here as yeah. well, my daughter is 12 and in the last three or four years, we've moved around schools a lot. So education is incredibly important to me. And because my background is in education, I see things that a lot of people don't see. And one of the things that I've seen is just the disparity in terms of access to good education. I've had piano students who have studied coding in elementary school who are doing organic chemistry in sixth and seventh grade. So that by the time they become adults and they decide and they choose what they're going to do, they are well equipped. They have a a well enough foundation laid that they can decide on anything. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that absolutely has to change is making sure that access to quality education, being able to obtain those different skill sets, that that's more spread out. One of the things that I like absolutely celebrate Career Karma for is creating access. I didn't have a laptop at all. (laughs) I I mean, I didn't know anything about coding, but I was coding through solo learn on my phone. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have a laptop at all. So there was there was literally no way that I would have been able to do this without intermedium like career karma to give me access to those other things in the first place. And then now that I'm in boot camp, the environment from when I was in career karma and coming into a boot camp is different because there are people in my classroom who are ahead of me in my cohort who are ahead of me. And it's not because they're smarter than I am. It's mm-hmm. because they had access earlier than I did. Mm-hmm. But when I think about what I want my children to have, I want them to have access to career karma in as many different fields as possible. A career karma for music and a career karma for business and a career karma for engineering. Obviously, that's already been done. But in mechanical engineering, yep. and, you know what I'm saying? And in and, and whatever else they decide that they're going to do so that if they want to, if my background hasn't given them access or their school district hasn't given them access or the system hasn't given them access, that there's an intermediate that'll help them get into the things that they want to do. That's what I want for my babies. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, that's I exactly wanna, the vision. I want to just add to that, that today there is nothing that ha- nothing that really truly helps adults to pivot their careers or to find like other things you do post like just getting your degree in college, right? And I think all of you are realizing that as individuals, you have lots of interests, right? A lot of you are, some of you are musicians who also enjoy education and now you're enjoying enjoying coding. And this notion of just going to college for four years when you're 18 
and committing to a path for the rest of your career is just going to be long behind us. And so I think that what the future is going to be looking like is going to look more like the squads. Today, you might be in a squad because you have a new passion of learning how to code. But in two, three years, you might have a passion of starting your own company, right? And not everyone who's in the squad now will join you into that squad, but you'll find other like-minded people who want to build businesses and you'll join them on that journey, right? And so throughout your life, the decisions that you make will not be based on kind of what society tells you you should be doing, but it's going to be based on what your peer is doing. Like, what is your friend who's in a squad with you? What are they doing to get ahead? And I love the fact that all of you are now just like you're taking the leap because coding boot camps didn't exist 10 years ago, right? And the only reason coding boot camps came around was there was a huge gap in the market and there was a specific ROI. There was a return on your time investment, right? You go through this, you spend X amount of time studying and you get access now to this new career. I was going to ask, I was going to ask you, now that you are in a coding bootcamp, how does the teaching style, how does that compare to the teaching style of colleges and high schools and other educational institutions? Man, let me just say, when I tell you my first month in Lambda, I've learned more in one month at Lambda than I did in the entire time I've been in school. I'm a four-time college dropout. Okay, let's be real clear. <laughs> this was my fourth time dropping out of college because I love to learn, but I hate school because you don't really learn, yeah. not at the pace that you want to. So like when I tell you that the whole setup is different, I can learn more in 18 months than I would have learned in the whole six years I was going to spend in college. And then that's hard when you're grown and you're trying to go to school part-time and still work full-time. It's going to take forever to get through school. So this is really like, it's really clutch. And I really appreciate Lambda because, and then on top of that, to tell me I don't have to pay for it until I'm done, because that was one thing I was really, really big on. I got $40,000 in student loans Mm -hmm. and nothing to show for it. And I was just like, I'm tired of paying for school. I don't want to pay for no more education unless it's going to pay for itself. I don't want to pay for it. It needs to pay me. So so when I found Lambda, I was like, yeah. That's the move right there. And I think that one thing we, we haven't really embraced as a culture, I think society is having a whole structural change because most of the jobs we had won't even exist in 10 to 20 years. Yep. And so it's like, I, I saw that, I recognized that a long time ago. I was just like, well, I want to be on the influencing side of that and not just on the affected side of that. Yep. And the thing that's influencing that is technology. Technology is not an industry itself. It's in everything. It's that's going exactly to be right. everything. And so if you don't know it, it's like, the new English, the new reading and writing. If you don't know it, you're going to be real assed out trying to figure it out. And that's unfortunate. But I was just like, let me get on the side that's doing the changing and not just on the side that's going to be affected by the change. Straight up. So I think that's what boot camp's really helping with. What about LeVar? Let me give you a different perspective. I didn't have opportunity. I grew up, my family was affected by drugs. Mm -hmm. My mom, my dad came up in an era where crack was big. And they were affected by it. And because they were affected by it, I was affected by it. Mm-hmm. I was out. I was out of the house when I was young. I slept on roofs. I tried to sleep with family. That didn't happen. I turned to other things that if I got close to people, then I, ha- I would have a place to stay. I would have somewhere to eat. That ran out. So I didn't have opportunities. Education wasn't an option for me. I had to eat. Mm-hmm. I had to eat today. I couldn't eat in four years. So I started hustling and because I started hustling and because I started working, when I say hustling, I mean, working 
like I never was attracted to the drug game. I was never attracted to stealing or anything like that. But yet I was in the streets all the time. That wasn't education wasn't an option for me. Going to a four year college wasn't an option to me. So to see the tide switch now to where you can gain skills and be able to be what they call a productive part of society for somebody like me, that was a that was gold. Yeah, yeah. that was gold right there. So when the, the opportunity came along, you know, I just snatched I snatched it up like yeah. uh, I've been working hard all my life. I've been working hard all my life. I'm, I'm almost 50 years old and I've been hustling, taking care of my eight kids and taking care of my household and being that man that I needed to be by any means necessary. Exactly. Exactly. Now it's not by any means necessary. It's by the <laughs> means that I create now. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. Something yeah. totally different. Technology gave me it gave me leverage. It's given me leverage, should I say. Mm-hmm. And um, just to echo just to echo what Lady Boom said, I didn't know nothing two, three months ago. I just finished a, a landing page. And might I add, my landing page was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. I got a I got a 2.75 out of three. Wow. Hey. You know, three is the highest score that you can get. But I was panicking the whole way through. I was reaching out for help the whole way through. I was doubting myself the whole way through. And with the support of my squad and with people like Career Karma who give me access to this thing, I know that I can be great. Damn it, I am going to be great. I'm not, I can. I'm going to be great. Exactly. Yeah, you great. You great already, Pop. You great already, You already great. We're saying fucking classic. What you mean? Saying fucking this is Absolutely. my squad. You heard me? This is my squad. Exactly. Yeah. And yo, and just to add on to what you were saying, though, it's not even it's not just that you can be a productive member of society. It's you can be a successful member of society mm-hmm. in a, a fraction a producer <laughs> in a fraction of the time. The real proof is in the pudding about how we're like on the cusp of a new educational paradigm. Mm-hmm. My two brothers just one just graduated literally the top of the month from Georgia Tech, Congrats. mechanical engineer. Brother, My older brother graduated the year before last, computer uh, engineer. We about to make more than they are. Legit. No, it's legit. Seriously. Four, well, not even four years because they had to go around about the way. So about like five to six years yeah. total. Mm-hmm. And 18 months, part, only, only because we're doing part-time. If I could have uh, avoided having to work for nine months, I would have just banged it out uh, full time. But 18 months yep. and I'm coming out making more than what my brother spent five, six years making. Now, that's not knocking them because their talents are their skill set is still going to be useful yeah. for like our overall goals. But I'm just pointing to like the the reality that the very structure of our educational system has to go through some sort of metamorphosis yeah. in order to keep up with the changing realities of the of, of technology and, and industry in general. Yep. And the the elephant in the room, like sis was talking about, is automation, bro. Like the reality is, regardless of whether you know it or not, regardless of whether you accept it or not, you can't stop it. Yeah. Because it's at this point it's a function of capitalism. If it's more if it makes more fiscal sense for corporations to automate over time, which it does, you can guarantee that that's exactly what they're going to do. And so it leaves us in an awkward position, but at the same time, provide society with an opportunity that we haven't necessarily had before, which is how do we navigate from people trading so much of their time for money versus actually doing something that 
they feel fulfilled in doing. And so that's the part that gets me excited about technology and about coding because it's literally that that pathway. Yeah. We finally get to maybe see what it's like to live above survival. Like yeah. it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a, a rough change. But if we do it right, though, yeah. it can be, it can <laughs> we be dope. Finally, bro. get to a whole yeah. different existence that we've never even had. Like no humans have ever experienced that. Yeah. So it's it's really exciting yeah. to be here now because it's like, damn, I can help build that. I can help cultivate that. I can help be a part of the transition and give different voices and different perspectives. We don't just keep getting the same shit because right. it could go the other way. Yeah. It could go to where it should way more inequality yeah, and that totally. just the whole new screen. Yep. But if you got more voices and more perspectives and different kinds of people, well then you get more equality, you get more equity, you get more life. Exactly. Can you talk about the impact? One of the things I'm really looking forward to just in terms of change and if I could just, you know, boost my boot camp a little bit, just in terms of the way that Flatiron teaches as opposed to what's being taught in the educational system now. And from my personal perspective, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. That's why I obsess with roses so much, because thorns are not a mistake. They're supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I have to actively work on. And at Flatiron and really in true boot camp fashion, you're supposed to make mistakes. Yep. You're supposed to stay up until 1.30 in the morning and break that shit. That's what yep. you're supposed to do. You're yep. supposed to go hunting for the bugs. Yep. You know what I mean? The first thing that we learn about doing is how to read your errors. I'm not used to that. Yep. I'm used to <laughs> Memorize that shit. Write down exactly what the teacher told you. Make sure you process it the way they process it. Circle C if you're not sure what to circle. You know what I'm saying? And answer that multiple choice. Put that shit on the Scantron, right? And you'll be fine. Yeah. And that's not real life. Yeah. That's my learning. Life. You can't go through life like that. You're not going to get anywhere in the world like that. You're not actually going to get anywhere in your career like that once you graduate. A lot of people hit the workforce and it's real culture shock because they're not accustomed to learning from their mistakes. They're accustomed to learning from a professor. Yep. And that's different in a boot camp. Yep. They don't teach like that in boot camp. It's break it and yep. then figure out why it's broken. Yep. Or better yet, I'm going to give it to you broken. Let's see if you can figure out that it's broken. Yep. And let's see if you can find the problem and then fix that. And that's something that, that I really love about being at Flatiron. I'm there full time. So I'm literally there 45 hours out of the week. Um, and they got to come home and do more work yeah. <laughs> um, in the entire day, excited for new errors. Like, yep. I don't think you understand how happy I get when I see a new error. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hell yeah. That last error is gone. Here go a new fucking problem. Tell well, me what to do, baby. Tell well, me what to do. The untold you know? secret of software engineering is that like things are always broken, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't have a job. So. People that don't like bugs are like, it's just not, it's part of your responsibility. Otherwise, why would, why would you even have a job? Right. So like I, every single day I face bugs I've never seen before. And every single time I'm thinking this is going to be the bug that I can't solve. <laughs> and I get like terrified, but then I keep going. And then a couple of hours later, I figure it out. And then I see another bug that I've never seen before. So you just have to and, get used to the it. idea of promoting promoting your students failure is going to be brand spanking you in education. I do not walk up on a kindergartner and encourage them to get an F. I don't <laughs> encourage mistakes. It's not what you do. And really we should do that. So I'm excited to see that change. I'm excited to not see report cards. I'm excited to not have to hear about transcripts. Don't nobody even ask you about your transcript, what your grades yeah. were by the time you go to the job hunt. Don't nobody care. If you a doctor, I don't care if you got C's all the way through. Mm -hmm. I should, mm -hmm. but I don't. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What do you I'm, know I'm how to do? Just yeah. that shit away from perfection into true learning. Yeah. 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 I'm excited about what Greg was saying, how some people 
haven't even had the opportunity to learn. Like maybe they, some people didn't go to to high school, maybe. And nowadays, if they have the desire to learn, there isn't a way for them to do it without taking on more debt. And I think that's the critical thing that I would say. Like the income sharing is something that's an extremely huge innovation that hasn't really been appreciated by the society yet. But the fact that nowadays you all can invest in yourself and the school will invest alongside you and 18 or 24 months later you're all you're all going to be in jobs that's something that like has has never happened in the history of like humankind where you no longer the student no longer has to put up all the risk up front for a career that potentially may not even exist after they graduate so i'm excited for you all to get these new jobs and then the impact you will have on your families and your communities and then what you're all gonna build? Yeah, and before going into the lightning round, I know Lavar, you're you're in Thinkful. Can you talk a little bit about the mentorship in Thinkful? Because a lot of a lot of schools, especially big schools, don't always have that that intimacy that you all have in the squad or in other places. So, can you talk a little bit about mentorship or whatever jumps out to you the most about why you chose Thinkful? Right. So, reason why I chose Thinkful at the time was they had a part time course. So I went with that. That like I was looking at three different schools, but honestly, of all of them, I know other schools now they do offer part-time courses as well now. But I just chose. I went with Thinkful one because it was part-time, and then the mentor mentorship program, which was pretty nice. It's so yeah. I mean, I started. So I started it. I didn't really. It was kind of weird. Um, you know, we like Facetime each other or, or we Zoom each other. Went on a video call and we were pretty much you know, just talking in general what we expect, you know, or what they expect out of me, you know, what what we're going to be, you know, what we're planning on doing. And like when we looked at like the schedule of everything, like all my coursework, they gave me, you know, a set time, certain amount of hours, you know, you have to study each day. And like my mind like just went out, like it was a lot. And, you know, just hearing a perspective from someone that is, you know, a developer, they're trying to tell you how to do it. They share exactly what certain aspects of their life, you know, exactly certain things they they do. So the big thing that I got out, especially from on Thinkful and their mentorship was just the different things you can help with studying and coding, one of the main things was time management for me. I don't manage time at all, like very well. I don't, like before I even started Thinkful, like I never had a calendar to like keep schedule of anything that I do. And now, um, you know, I'm planning on, and I know exactly, you know, tomorrow, this is what I'm going to do and you stick to it. So, and this goes for all boot camps. I feel like they all, like they'll help provide you with a lot of skill that's not coding at all. Um, and you, you know, you bring that into yourself and you improve a lot. Got it. Got it. No, I think that's perfect. I think yeah. that's perfect. I think that's a great segue into the, um, into the lightning round. Cause like, not only are you learning things outside of technical skills and learning soft skills and but you all are building bonds. A big thing that, you know, college offers that a lot of people talk about is long lasting friendships. And usually you get long lasting friendships through the acquisition of skills that are difficult um, and a lot of the elite colleges, the first thing that they say is look to the left of you, look to the right of you, look up in front and back of you. You know, these you all are the future leaders of the world. And that's who you all are, are here in this in this call. 
um, not just in the future, but today. We are inspired by you. Uh, we can't wait to see all the things that you all have planned in store. Timor, tell them a little bit about the Lightning Raw. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of you listen to the podcast. and You know that the Lightning Round, it's about you passing the rope back to someone behind you by sharing some of the resources, uh, strategies that you all use to get to where you are in your, like, in your career transition. And I know we usually ask like four or five questions, but maybe we ask one question and then have all of you just take turns answering it. I think, Ruben Archer, what question do, we, do you think we should ask them for the lightning round? I like lighthearted questions, but I do think tactical things because we talked about a light, lot of tactical things. I like to ask, for me, I like to do different things that get me motivated. So like whether it's a routine, a music that you listen to or something that has something completely out of nothing to do with coding. What do you do? That what like it might be like some ratchet things. Like what are the things that you do that get you hyped to get you into like work mode or hustle mode and rebuild that confidence whenever you're down outside of the FFT or to motivate you to talk to another FFT member? I can start with that. Anybody that know me when you guys get those like 4.35 a.m. motivational videos sitting your way, like, hey, motivational Monday. Um, I do that a lot. Sometimes people get annoyed and I stop sending them. But um, for me, it's, I'm up every day at 4.30 in the morning. My routine is I I start the day either exercising or listening to a motivational video. Like I end it. my day before I go to bed with a motivational video and meditation. Right. I figure when I don't do these things, I feel like it's going to lead me into like just being driven insane because I'm a very, very busy person. I always have been. And adding coding to my life is just another level of just craziness. So like that's something that I, I've learned. Like I have motivational books, but even just turning on YouTube, listening to Les Brown and and some of the, the other great motivational speakers that are out there, it definitely helps. Yeah. It's my number one thing. Yeah. You sent me a lot of a lot of really great motivational videos. Thank you for that. Yeah. And it definitely helps with the inner the inner talk. Because a lot of us, like our bodies and our brains are wired the same way a computer does. In a same and different way, but it, we follow patterns. And a lot of the time we might be stuck in a pattern telling ourselves that we can't do something, right? And we might be telling ourselves that over and over again until you hear something that's groundbreaking or someone who has a different perspective on the same problem you're having, and then it easily can be done. It can, just the mindset alone can make something possible when it's impossible. So Melanie, I love that you're uh, all about those motivational videos. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I just say that there's a motivational video out there for every topic in your life. Trust facts, me. Facts. <laughs> what, what music gets you hyped? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Or I like I like techno music. So like my playlist is just like a lot of just deep beats. I mean, like I don't have a favorite artist. So I mean, I don't even know how to really answer that question. Got it. Anybody else? What what music gets you hyped? So <laughs> no, go ahead. So um I'm not gonna lie. So um, I'm a first generation American. I put on some soca music in the mornings oh, yeah. or in the car. Yeah, I turn up a little bit, you know, just yeah, you got a to. lot of it, you know what I mean? For real. I like like if it's if it's music, it's gonna be soca music. Exactly, exactly. I like soccer. I've been on some Afro yeah. beats lately. I'm real. Uh, like my brother said, I'm real West Side Atlanta. Well, for one, the motivation part. All I need for motivation is to look at my mom. 
Because all I want in life is to make my mom happy and free her to do whatever she wants to do. Yeah. So that's all the motivation I need. Videos and all that stuff. I don't, that's extra. That's cool. But all I need is to look my mom in her face or to think about her. And, all right, let's get this shit done. I like but that. as far as what I need to get, uh, but I, I'm West Side Atlanta, so I got to throw on some trap. Hey. I need some bass. <laughs> I need some 808. I'm going to shake my ass until I feel myself all the way. And we're about to go cold. Yo, drip too hard. Like before I walked on the um on the demo day stage for Y Combinator, I put on the um how did I get here? You heard how did I get here? That one, that's that's you a good one. Got to get it in one time. You gotta get your mind right. Got to, got to. Yeah. What advice uh, do you have for future squad leaders who are forming their groups? And feel free to just jump in. Whoever wants to answer that question. Man, just for don't one, sweat it too hard. Right, I was just gonna say, for one, don't force it. Like, just invite people, ask them what they if they want to be part of your squad. Tell them what you're about, and then don't try and control grown ass people. They grown. Don't try and force grown people. Don't try and control them. Don't take it personally if they can't be in your squad or they don't participate or if they aren't active. They got stuff to do. Everybody's not ready at the same time. Everybody is not in the same place at the same time. And everybody just won't match with you. They won't They won't gel with you. And that's okay. It's all right. Don't stress it. Once you get a few people who are active and consistent, take those people and go on about your business and run with it. Yep. Don't try and make it into this whole job. You turn it into a job. Just don't turn being a squad leader into an unnecessary hassle. Yep. Yep. That's about it, folks. Love it. Yeah, I want to add on to that. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mel. Just be transparent. Be who you are. Yeah. Who you are when you wake up in the morning, be who you are. Be real about yourself. Don't expect your expectations to be everybody else's expectations. Have your expectations for yourself and do the best you can to fulfill your own expectations. Don't put it in everybody else. Because you do that, yeah, and people don't take on your expectations. You start to get upset. You start to feel some kind of way. You start to look at them differently. No, you can't do that. You got to try the best to be who you are. Yeah, right, right, live right. your best life. That's right. I agree. I agree a thousand percent with that. I think that's what you see. How we all are with each other. I don't think nobody since day one. I don't think nobody ever faked the funk. Everybody just came as they are. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is who they are, and that's why it just works. That's why Keisha worked. You know, we didn't even want we didn't even want nobody else to come. Listen, I told y'all from the beginning right. Keisha should have been in our squad, but we thought right. Keisha was right. busy. Right. Keisha, we right. thought we thought Keisha was in a whole different squad. Because listen, yeah. low key, I didn't even realize that when we joined Career Karma wasn't even an app yet. Like yeah. I didn't even realize that until like a few weeks ago when y'all said it. That's back when we were on the other uh, app Telegram. that we were all talking on. So we thought Keisha was in a whole different squad because that's who was talking about her and claiming her. She didn't even know. Yep. Keisha was her own squad. She yeah. was her own squad. <laughs> she created her own audience. <laughs> we had her own following. So we wanted <laughs> like, to have her with us. Right. <laughs> so I don't understand how quickly I make friends and put them in my pocket. In my pocket. I love it. So like before we close, can everybody shout out their Twitter name? So People know how to get in touch with you. I know you guys got a main Twitter name, you know, but what's everybody else's username? Feel free to put it in the chat too. Shout it out and put it in the chat so we'll we can add it to the show notes. Okay, so Papa Smurf is not my Twitter name. It's my <laughs> FFT name. If you know me like that, you call me Papa Smurf. If you don't, you'll find me at Abdul underscore Cardair 41. Abdul 
underscore Caldir, Q-A-D-I-R 41 on Twitter. Bet. All right, nice. <laughs> Rapid fire, Keisha. I'm B, I'm B oh. Neutron 21 on Twitter. Nice. That's Benny Boom on uh, Career Call. I'm C Rose Code on Twitter. Nice. So Melanie K. Harris here, Miss CEO Lady Savage. Yeah, <laughs> called that, but on Twitter, I'm Mellow's Journey. Find yeah. me there, follow my journey. Awesome. All I got to say. And I'm, I'm uh, me, uh, Fly Top underscore world on mm. Twitter. So that's Fly Top underscore world. world. Swag. And I am Lady Boom on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at Boomaliciously. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm uh my my name is Lavar Morris. Really simple. And my username is actually my name backwards. It's Ravel Salam. <laughs> it's I thought it was catchier. I thought it was cool. But yeah, it's my name backwards. That's pretty simple. Guys, nice. awesome. Then Elise, Elise, are you on Twitter? Yes, I am. My handle is Eastane16. Real mm. simple. Beautiful. Awesome. Nice. And the main FFT hey, squad Twitter. To, just to add to Cold Chronicles. Check my Cold Chronicles Subscribe out. My them. YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. That's Apple Pod there. Check my Cold Chronicles out. Yep. Follow my journey at Lambda. Follow me. Anybody yeah. else got YouTube and channels? Legend of Lady Boom YouTube. We're about to get it popping. I got a whole bunch Hell of stuff yeah. coming. So yep. yeah. watch for it. <laughs> I know you all have a Twitter account for FFT. And I was just about to say that. I know this is just the beginning. But like what I know, we don't want you to tell you about all the secrets, but what can people expect from FFT going forward? Like what's the exclusive? Anything no. you can share? No. Some creative, companies, some creative fun shit. Plain and simple, creative fun shit. Yeah. <laughs> Miss CEO, Miss CEO, can we, can, we, can we even talk about the website? Oh, oh. Can website. The website, yes. Landing page. So FFT got a, a a website coming soon. We secured a domain name and soon we'll be live and we'll be live on the web. So you can come check us out and follow our journey collectively as a group and see what kind of things that we're into. Wow. It's going to be FFTsquad.tech. I like so it. So you'll be able to check us out and come and follow us. Love it. Send it yeah. to us. We'll subscribe. Just give us some time because we're going to build it ourselves. Okay. So just <laughs> let us do our homework first and then we're going to and we'll tell you when you can go look at it. Yeah, Love no it. using templates. You have to build it from scratch. From scratch. No bootstrap. Yeah, and this video is going to be on YouTube too. So check out Career Karma if you want to see everyone's uh, beautiful face. Yep. Yes, I agree. Don't, don't I forget agree. to follow us too. FFT underscore squad. There it is. Plug it. Say, say it one more time, Ty, so they know. FFT underscore squad. Yep. I, yes. Yeah. On Twitter. Make sure you follow that and all the other usernames on here. Make sure you subscribe to all the YouTube channels. Check out the website when it drops. Without further ado, yeah. let's break in. Let's break in. Let's break in, everyone. Let's break in. Let's do it, baby. And reach out to them on the Career Karma app. Yes. yes. Download, Download the app and blow up their DMs. <laughs> hey, squad. All right, let's break in. Hey. Thanks for checking us out. We appreciate you for listening and always love your feedback on how we can do better. If you enjoyed this, let us know what you thought on the reviews by going to iTunes, searching for Breaking Into Startups, subscribing to our podcast, and leaving a review. 
Also, if you know someone who came from a non-traditional background and is looking to break into tech, encourage them to sign up to our newsletter or tell them to join.